when people own what they're going to do and they own the accountability and they own the support and they own the information, then everything in the organization gets a lot smoother. Welcome to the Growability Podcast, your home for leadership, management, and marketing education, where we teach business and nonprofit leaders how to flourish in life and work. In today's episode, we talk about the ninth step of the Growability model, creating systems or branches. Let's listen to Joshua and Bernie talk about creating systems for nonprofit organizations. Here are your hosts, Joshua McLeod and Bernie Anderson. We've already talked through and gotten very granular on who your customer is. We've done customer personas. We've, we've dug into that. So my question to kind of get us started thinking about systems is this. How do you figure out your product? How yeah. do you get your product so that you understand and can get your head around what it is that you're doing and then what you need to do with what you're doing? <laughs> yeah. So to bring a product to market has three distinct phases. It doesn't matter what your product is. There are three necessary stages to be able to bring that product to market and get some income and, you know, start actually having a business. The first stage is the creation stage. Let's imagine that I'm a songwriter. The first thing that needs to happen is I need to write the song and I might write that song in the shower. I might write that song while I'm driving. I, I don't know. Yeah. But the first step is I got to write the song. The second step in bringing a product to market is production. When you listen to a song on the radio, it's not just that guy sitting down with an iPhone and recording the song. It's actually going into a production studio, working with a professional who can really, really polish that product to make it sound incredible, to make it market worthy. Just because you have a great idea doesn't mean that that idea is market worthy. So you've got to move past creation into production. But then the third step is distribution. As a consumer, I'm not going to actually hear that song until it's on the radio. So there's three necessary components to grow any product or service or to have a branch, creation, production, and distribution. A branch is any product or service in your business that has a creation, production, and distribution capacity. So if you have a company that is really, really gifted at creating songs, and really, really gifted at producing the songs, but then you don't have any connections and you can't get this thing to play on the radio anywhere, you're going to go out of business as a songwriter. Right. So I've, I've got to look at how do I get an A plus in creation, production, and distribution. Right. Building branches in your organization, the first consideration that you have is how are we creating, producing, and distributing? Now, that's a long intro yeah. to try and get to kind of the question that you asked. If I want to go do social good in an area, mm -hmm. the first consideration that I have is really a bit of research in the creation process to say, how can I add value to the society or the community or to an impoverished target population in this area? So let's say that I was a veterinarian. Well, what I can do is I can look at the cattle in an area and figure out how can I add more health to the cattle in an area? And now I'm feeding thousands more people. The creation phase for a, a social good company includes within it research and development to say, who in this area can I bless? The next thing you've got to ask, though, if you're a nonprofit organization is, can the people that I want to bless pay the bills? 
if the people that I want to bless can't pay the bills, I've got to find a customer or somebody that's going to pay the bills, even if the poor farmer can't pay the bills. Right. So this is where you have donors who come in and see the value of increasing the food supply in an impoverished community. And they become the customer because they're the ones that can actually go and pay the bills. Now, I am a fan of sustainable systems that don't rely on donors. Right. And so rather than have the, you know, the great white hope show up and say, we're going to always have money so that we can fund your cattle health. It's much better to say, okay, is there an actual business that can sustain in this community? Right. With the local veterinarian. Mm-hmm. And then I get somebody to pay me to train the local veterinarian so that the local right. veterinarian can stay serving the cattle for the rest of his life and make money on the deal. And now I've done kind of two things. I've stimulated the economy by bringing some tools and access and health mm-hmm. without damaging the potential of the individual in the community where I'm going to serve. Yeah. As we think about raising money for donors. Yeah. Would you put that in the creation, production, or distribution piece of this framework? Never raise money on creation. Good. People don't give money to create something that doesn't exist. People give money to further something that already exists. Good. If I say I can save 300 cows, go save 300 cows. And then here's the distribution. This is the report of these are the 300 cows that I have saved. We'd like to save 3,000 cows. Can you support us in this? You know, if I'm doing social enterprise, I have to spend the capital on the front end to create the first good story. And I have to spend the capital on the front end to create the production. That's why most startups and most social enterprise organizations start with their uncle and their cousin and their parents and their life savings or whatever it is that they introduce, the community doesn't care about, here's what I'm going to go do. Right. It's not show me the money. It's show me the impact. Yes. Until you can create an impact, you don't have a nonprofit. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. No, that's that's so good. I, and we won't we won't stay there. So just just by way of just to kind of circle around here by way of summary, we've got first of all, we, we have to figure out creation, production, and distribution. And then we really need to go under each of those things. What is what are the things I need to do to create my thing, whatever that is? What are the things I need to do to produce my thing at scale? And then how do I get this out to the market? What are the things I need to do to distribute this out into whatever my marketplace is? Leadership in an organization has got to be responsible for all of this. So now what? How do we structure the leadership of our organization so that all of these things get done efficiently and productively? Right. So I've got all of my creation uh, objectives. And I've got a list of projects and tasks. I've got all of my production objectives, and I got a list of projects and tasks. I've got all of my distribution objectives, and I got a list of projects and tasks. The next thing to do is something that we really highly recommend, which is called a Rossi model. Rossi is an acronym. The R is who's responsible for the work. The A is 
who are they accountable to? The S is who is the support team? And then the I is who needs to be informed? If I don't have throughout my organization a clear understanding of who's responsible, who are they accountable to, what support do they need, and then who needs to be informed about this, what ends up happening is Joe points a finger at Mike, Mike points a finger at Sue, Sue points a finger at the intern, and nobody ever gets any of the tasks or projects done because nobody's accountable. It's a way to foster ownership. Mm-hmm. And everybody on the organization owns what they're responsible for. If there isn't enough ownership to actually produce a good product or service, we got to switch some ownership out. Yeah. Or we've got to do some reassignment because when people own what they're going to do and they own the accountability and they own the support and they own the information, then everything in the organization gets a lot smoother. Yeah. Well, you know, Joshua, I know... You run a couple of different nonprofits, I, and I think you have four people, two of which are family members, I believe, that help yeah, you yeah. run that nonprofit. And you yeah. have a Rossi model. Like I've seen, yeah. like I know yeah. you have a Rossi model as to, all right, here's the things that need to happen for this nonprofit. And you have it divided exactly like you just described under, we we drink our own Kool-Aid here. Yeah. And and the thing about that, though, is what's interesting is when you create a Rossi model, don't expect that everybody's going to adhere to it, even if they're in your family. <laughs> yeah. Well, we won't go there. Yeah. Here's, but here's the thing. If it's the right Rossi model, they will eventually. Okay. So I created a Rossi model to make it very clear. This is what the expectations are for creation, production and distribution for everything we do in Instruments of Joy. Hold on. Let me let me pull this up right here. So so for Instruments of Joy, we've got fundraising. I've got a Rossi model, which is like posting on social media. So if you go to Instruments of Joy Facebook page, you're going to see pictures of musicians receiving quality musical instruments all over the world. There's a weekly social media post, and it's either going to be a delivery story or a recipient or behind the scenes. So the Rossi is, okay, who's responsible for that post? Rebecca is responsible for that post. Okay, who's Rebecca accountable to? Well, Rebecca is accountable to me. Okay, who is the support team? Well, we've got Andrea, Hannah, and Sarah that are responsible to support Rebecca in creating the post. And then who gets informed at the end of the day? I do. Right. So when I look at, you know, the program services, so the program services, we have our storage facility that has all the instruments. We've got to service them. We've got to track them. Okay, who is responsible for maintaining the instruments? Well, that's Andrea. Mm-hmm. Who is Andrea responsible to? That's Joshua. Who's the support team? Well, that's Sarah and Joshua. And who is, gets informed? The board. The board yeah. gets the report on here's how many instruments we got out in our organization. Rebecca knows she's responsible to get social media done. Mm-hmm. Andrea knows she's responsible yeah. to get the instruments out. Every single thing in the organization has an R A S I, the Rossi model. Now, what happens is I set this up, spent like several days taking every single thing that I could think of that we do at the ministry right? Uh, and putting it out in a Rossi model. And then I share the big meeting and everybody's like, wow, yeah, that's great. That really makes a lot of sense. And then a month later, it's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And all I do is I go, it's all on the Rossi sheet. Like I put every single thing that we do right. as an organization right. on the Rossi sheet. And then they go back to the Rossi sheet and they're like, oh yeah. Oh, I guess it is there. Oh, that's what it's supposed to do? <laughs> yes, that's what you're supposed to do. Okay, well, when do I have that done? 
it's on the Rossi sheet. It's accountable. Like that's the accountability is once a week, like right. Monday. This is when we post the thing. Oh, okay. A month later, I need the login for this. I'm like, it's on the Rossi sheet. <laughs> so <laughs> this is the system that mm-hmm. we build our organization on. Right. Before you have a Rossi sheet for the creation, the production, and the distribution, mm-hmm. you're really just planting everything in the same field and you're going to have a hot mess. Yeah. I tell you what, there's a lot of people planting all their fruit and vegetables in the same field. It's going to not only change the way you do things, it's if you follow this, it's going to bring peace. Yeah. It's going to bring like less anxiety and yes. calm and all of that. So, that, and that's really my next question, Joshua. So, as we think about this, is there a way, maybe I'm looking for more simplicity here than what we're already giving. It's pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. But some of this, like, how do we automate this? How do we put this on autopilot? Yeah, so we've been talking. There are four really good questions that every business owner should ask when they're putting together a Rossi model, when they're putting together a playbook, when they're putting together any kind of project or task or whatever that they're doing in their organization. The first question is, is it obvious? The second is, is it attractive? The third is, is it easy? And then finally, will it last? So for every everything that is on a job description, every playbook, every system, every task, I really need to have these four questions of, is it obvious? Is it attractive? Is it easy? And will it last? And if I can answer those questions, then I know I've pretty much got a good Ross model or a good playbook. Now, the person that should answer those questions is not me. The person that should answer those questions is your employee your team, or your yeah. team member right. or your board or whoever yeah. it is that's on that system. If right. I'm asking the question, is this attractive? They need to answer the question, yes or no. Is, right. is it easy? Yes or no. If there's any kind of friction, the friction needs to be resolved or there will never be a good habit for producing that thing. Hmm. That's so good. That's so good. The Growability Toolkit is a toolkit to help leaders be obvious. And that's exciting to me. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, one of, it's a classic reality that you can either do yourself a favor by making it obvious or answer a thousand little annoying questions later by not making it obvious. Right, right. It, it, it really it's is. It's yeah. the person that benefits the most from taking more time on the front end to make this obvious is you. Right. I'm too busy right now to, to really take seven minutes to break this down into a task. Yeah. Well, okay. But you're going to spend 70 minutes later when the thing didn't get done right and now your employee is mad and then you said something stupid and then there's right. all this, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So much better on the front end. Hey, let's go slow. Let's make this obvious. And then you have you know better relationships and you get more done. Yeah, yeah. I, I just mentioned that to say that if this is something that any of our listeners are struggling with right now, give us a call. Like, you know, yeah, growability.com. Growability.com. And we're more than happy to help you walk through how to streamline your systems. And ultimately it can be really simple, but sometimes we need a little help simplifying. And yeah. that's what we want to do for you. So Joshua, we're going to bring it to a close right here. And we want all of our listeners to remember you are doing better than you think. You have more potential than you know. And we thank you for growing today with us at ProAbility. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Grow Ability Podcast. 
The mission of Growability is to equip leaders to flourish in their life and work by developing vision, rhythm, and community. To discover more ways to flourish in your life and work, visit growability.com and speak with a certified Growability coach. Bernie and Joshua are also available for speaking engagements, workshops, and conferences. Subscribing to this podcast helps Growability equip leaders throughout the world, and we appreciate your support. Please consider sponsoring an episode or sharing with a friend.